0: Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcasts, 40 for 40. We're doing 40 different podcasts, one for each bowl. I hope you had a wonderful Christmas and happy holidays. We're recording shortly after the break. I'm here to begin the segue into the Military Bowl podcast by suggesting that, A, every child should have a drone in America. I'm not saying one with missiles. I'm not saying one with guns. Maybe. Projectiles, at least. Nerf darts. like When they make the Nerf drone, we're going to get some serious cash flowing into the coffers. Because the Nerf drone is going to change the way that five-year-olds harass their entire family
1: on Christmas. Nowhere on the package did Nerf say not to dip the darts in poison. I mean, maybe it'll make you feel better if it shoots vegetables.
0: It's a heartier kind of pain. Oh, hey, Holly. Holly, are you on this podcast? Hey, y'all. Oh, hey. So, yeah, my kids got a drone, and it was hilarious because (laughs) you should watch watch five-year-old brains try to operate a drone. Question, was the drone flown directly into the nervous dog that isn't very good with kids? Yes, at high speed. Twice. Twice.
2: Was that the five-year-old or the three-year-old that did that?
0: Nope, that was a five-year-old. Pretty sure the three-year-old would just bring it in for a smooth landing. Five-year-old. He's, uh, he's going to hit the dog with it.
1: Your three-year-old does have sort of the world-weary look of uh, somebody who's been piloting things for f- 20 years already.
2: Yeah, <laughs> in The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy of Your Family, he's got a kind of a bowl of petunias cast to him.
1: Mate, he he it, does. It. If it's got rotors, I've flown it, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Everywhere from Dad Trang, <laughs> Hump Heroin for the Woman Dongin, <laughs>
2: I'm United getting your kid a fuck a. communism onesie.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like he walks into a bar and some like grizzled old man is like, you saved my life at the Battle of Way City.
1: <laughs> I didn't save shit, man.
2: <laughs> Look uh, around
1: you. I'm <laughs> <laughs>
2: free. Uh, I'm just here to you catch a paycheck, a buddy. You gotta post a picture of this kid so everybody knows how not joking we are. When he was born, he looked like Goldfinger for like the first four months of his life.
0: It did, and it was. It remains just as imperious. Yeah.
2: It was uncanny.
0: <laughs> the Military Bowl featuring Navy, appropriately, playing in their home stadium. Because this is no longer at RFK. Remember, that was only the first couple of years. It's at Navy Marine Corps Memorial Stadium in Annapolis, Maryland. It has been since 2013. Uh, Jason, if you were to tell anybody about Navy besides, oh, uh, you know, they run the Flexbone the way the Flexbone should be run, uh, what would you tell them?
3: I would say that, uh, well, they're pretty good, <clears throat> first of all. They kept, they kept their coach. Someone actually wanted their coach, which that doesn't usually happen. Uh, it's a funny thing because their coach is very good, but runs a particular kind of offense, as mentioned, that isn't really going to pair all that well with you know most power conference teams. But BYU came court, and he said no to his alma mater. He's still around. Ken Neomatololo remaining
0: on board. Holly, what else strikes you about Navy.
2: Uh, they are super head up about Keenan Reynolds not getting the Heisman.
0: Mm-hmm. Keenan Reynolds, if you did not know, he is their quarterback. He runs the I've triple been since option. Time
2: immemorial.
3: Yeah, this yeah. is his seventh season at Navy. He is uh, Ricky Dobbs's son, I believe, and and that that family has held down the quarterback spot for about twenty years now.
2: Mm-hmm. They, they, I think the proper term at the academy is the old ones.
3: Yeah, he is his second. Yeah, Keenan
0: Reynolds, if you did not know, uh, by himself. Scored 21 touchdowns. He's the current NCAA leader for career touchdowns scored by himself. Of course, a lot of those happen on, like, you know, one or two-yard sneaks or close goal line plays. So it's not always done in the most glamorous fashion. But you can say this about him. He did it very well. He's run this offense extraordinarily well. And he's going to major in information warfare. I think that's his assignment post-grad? Yep. Yeah. Like information Warfare, so he's going to be hacking into the matrix. The other you team say that
2: is- in a funny voice, but that's his actual job.
0: No, that's his actual <laughs> job. Yeah. Uh, the other team involved here, uh, frankly, not as compelling as Navy, but that's not its fault because oh, I feel like I have to go to Ryan for this. Ryan, <laughs> lay it on us.
1: Are you going to make me guess? No, no, no. No, no. We're, okay. just, we're just going to give it to you.
2: It's okay, cool. Pit! What's oh, up, Brooks.
1: Pitt? Bro, bored now. Really? Do you want to talk about the coaching extension? They already gave Pat Narduzzi? Yeah, all right. The deuce is loose. Du- I mean, so so Pitt, what what did Pitt go this season? A solid...
3: Mm, eight and four-ish.
1: Okay. And and that was enough, for some reason, to give uh, Pat Narduzzi a two-year deal. His contract now with Pitt runs through 2021.
0: Because mm. jumping into bed with a coach after one year has never
3: ever gone wrong. To Maybe. be fair, he's a pit coach who didn't leave, so mm. he's, he's basically a lifelong pit man at this point.
2: This, this... I want to talk about. Can I talk about Narducci for a second? Because since mm-hmm. we just got through uh, fetting PJ Fleck, uh, that's Western Michigan bowl winner PJ Fleck. I feel like Narducci is kind of an underrated. Subfleck in the category of real life crazy person that you really might like if you actually talk to. He's got that. He's got that manic light behind his eyes that suggests that every one of his synapses is a Mission Impossible fuse. And I, I'm really, I'm, I'm excited to see him stay at Pitt, and I hope, genuinely hope, weirdly that he has success because you put a camera on this dude, and it's like his eyes pop out of the screen like he's running Stumpy.
0: I file him under the tab. Defensive coordinators who aren't dumb. Mm-hmm. So he's he's part of an exclusive club.
2: Here's, here's, Maybe that's it. He's a defensive coordinator with a personality. Maybe that's it. I just mm. want to say, that this season
1: for Pitt, their illustrious eight wins include a four-point win over Virginia Tech, a touchdown win over Virginia, a three-point win over Georgia Tech and Syracuse, and a loss to Miami. So, like... Uh, you know, can I counter you on that, though? You can. You can. Uh, I, I, this is they maybe. Played, they played Iowa close. They played Nor- North Carolina close. This is Yeah,
3: the- and, and Iowa needed a 70,000-yard field goal to put away the Panthers. They did. They needed like eight miles of field goal to
0: beat this team. This is a team, and this may be the most pit compliment ever. They have
3: some real qual- – like the Miami loss is their worst loss. The other three, those are damn quality losses. That's fine. They- and if, if, you know, yeah, Pitt won a bunch of close games, but go back over the last decade or so. Pitt, Pitt was, Pitt was deserving some it was close due. wins.
1: Pitt was due. That's Pitt funny. was due. I'm just saying if there's, if there's a regression where they, they don't win that many close games, don't get mad and don't, what? don't, don't feel sad.
2: It's I'm going to revert back to my true self now and ask you in response, what's more Pittsburghian than settling for good enough?